0: what's going on, Mighty Warriors. I'd like to invite you to take a seat and listen up while I share some life experiences that can help you go from merely surviving to thriving. Welcome to Thriving in the Trenches. Welcome to Episode 2. First of all, I'd like to thank you all for tuning in and I hope that you're able to get something out of this. Let's get right to it. So at the end of episode one, I kind of told a brief story about my experience in paramedic school and the failure behind it and what I was able to learn from that. I'd like to continue on with that theme and talking in terms of failure and how we can redefine failure to where rather than being something that defeats us, it's something that allows us to learn and to grow and to really just move forward in life and be better than we were before. I also spoke briefly about my marriage. Um, It resulted in divorce. But as a result of that, I did get two beautiful little girls whom really they are the driving force in my life. And throughout that marriage, there were lots of ups and downs, as I spoke about before. I know that I was falling short in that marriage. As I mentioned before, I grew up very insecure and that came out in that marriage as well, because of my own insecurities, I constantly felt like I was never enough. Just like any relationship, we had our conflicts and a lot of times it came back to being on my shoulders. Um, No matter what I did to try to fix the situation, we constantly bickered about the same things, blew up into big fights. And while we did have our good times, I don't want to paint a picture of 10 years of just horror because that's not the truth but there were a lot like I said a lot of conflict and it always 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 came down to me feeling like I wasn't enough like my best efforts were trash like anything I did resulted in failure and as you can imagine over time feeling like this constantly takes a toll on anybody I don't care who you are I was really stubborn about it for a long time and continued to just stick it out And try to fix it and try to start over, do it again, do better, just constantly in that loop of craziness. It was challenging. I was living a life in constant defeat because, for one, I did not know how to break the cycle of crazy that we were in. And for two, I didn't know how to process failure in any other way aside from bashing myself and truly believing. That I wasn't enough. The failure of my marriage helped me to start really looking at myself introspectively and to identify some of the areas where I had fallen short, and to really develop almost a hatred of those things about myself. Understand at that point I didn't have the ability to really deal with those issues and get them out of my life, but the marriage was at least successful in giving me the awareness of those issues And later on, that became the target of my work on self-improvement, or at least one of the targets. I knew that I had some tendencies that needed to be looked at a little bit deeper. And without the awareness of a problem, we can't begin to address that issue. We need to be aware of something to correct it. And so that was the win that I was able to take away from that. That wasn't something that was readily apparent to me. It did take years of searching myself and a lot of grieving and going through the pain. During that season of life, I developed a lot of really unhealthy coping mechanisms that I wrote off as normal behavior. Whether it was ignorance or denial, I just didn't face myself and really get honest with myself about the damage that I was potentially doing to my body and to just life in general. Heavy into alcohol and anger and all kinds of stuff that was really just dragging me down. Although these things increased in the wake of my divorce, they were habits that I had always had and just never really had to deal with them, never had to accept them. So again, the victory in the divorce was realizing that these things were there, that they were a part of my life that I needed to deal with. Another example I'd like to share is when I first became a single father, just constantly feeling like a failure in that because I was not very good at controlling my emotions. My patience was low. I just would constantly be irritated with my kids for the stuff they were doing. And it took me a while to realize that they're not intentionally trying to piss me off. They're just kids being kids. And it took me quite a bit of time to really grasp that concept and be able to correct my perception. But again, it was the constant failures or what I viewed as failures that gave me the fuel to look at the struggles that I was having and evaluate them and take corrective actions. I often ask myself in the absence of being forced into the position of having to take care of my kids on my own, would I have had the stimulus to develop into the amazing father that I am today? And I don't say that with arrogance, I say that with a confidence because even now, If I lose my temper or if I have a bad day with my kids, I'm able to accept that I had a bad day with my kids. It doesn't mean I'm a failure. It doesn't mean that I suck as being a father. It just means that I had a bad day, and that's part of life, ups and downs, struggles, wins, and lessons. As far as my life goes, those are two pretty big examples of failures, which I share just for relatability and also to show that it's not just the small things that we can learn lessons from. But failures do come in all shapes and sizes. It could be failing to manage time correctly. It could be failing at hitting a lift when you're working out. It could be failing at meeting deadlines or keeping promises to people. It doesn't really matter what the situation is, what the important part is, or the relevant part is what you consider failure. What affects your mindset? What do you see as, man, I really screwed this up, or this is dragging me down, or I feel like crap over this. And what I believe it boils down to is, again, just taking lessons from everything. and every single failure, we can view it as, I failed at this, I must suck. Like, I failed at time management, I just suck at time management, like I can't do this. Or we can flip that around. I failed at time management. So that just means I need to put a little bit more effort into working on time management. What is it that I did incorrectly that caused me to miss dates or caused me to feel like I don't manage my time well? Maybe I'm piling too many things on my plate. So where can I look to trim some of the fat, so to speak, or maybe I don't give myself enough time to complete the things that I commit to. So maybe I need to look at my schedule a little bit better so that if I'm making a commitment to somebody, I know that I have ample time or just shoot straight with them and be like, hey, I'll get to this later. It all boils down to mindset. We've all met those people who are constantly complaining, griping about something happened, somebody did me wrong, or this thing failed, or that thing failed, or I can't get ahead. and. What we do when we have that kind of outlook is that we're training our minds to search for the negative, and in a sense, we're creating our own negative patterns in life. We don't know how to see the victories for what they are, and we don't know how to identify lessons because we're so trained, we're so conditioned to just see the losses and see the not only the defeats that we've had, but the defeats that are coming up. And so when we take this different perspective of looking at a failure as a challenge from life that's allowing us the opportunity to grow and to be better, then not only are we more equipped to handle dealing with those failures and processing whatever negative emotions may come with them, but we essentially are getting better every single time. At this point, I kind of want to flip this around a little bit and talk about a different aspect of how we heap failure on ourselves. So let's just say that you are a runner and you have a goal set to reach a time of a six minute mile. So you train your butt off, you're working, you're disciplined, you're diligent, and you're getting in there every day, getting out on the road, putting on your running shoes and getting after it. And you reach that goal if your plan all along was just to hit that six minute mile one time and be done with it, then you're good to go. But when it comes to working on ourselves, working on personal development, usually we're trying to get to a place and maintain that. So taking it back to the running example, if you hit that six minute mile one time and then slack off in your training program or abandon it altogether, you're not going to be able to maintain that six minute pace for more than what, maybe a week or two, maybe three, if you're really gifted. But the The main part of that is that if you don't continue to apply that same level of training, that same level of discipline, that you're going to lose what you work so hard for. So when we put in effort into improving ourselves in one area or another and getting better at reaching out to friends on a weekly basis or trying to be a better shot at the range or pick your poison, whatever it is that you're working on for yourself. Once you arrive at that destination... If you don't continue to apply the same effort that got you there, you will fall off. And I think a lot of times we arrive at that destination and then we do slack off. And when we start to fall off, then it's like, oh, I just suck at this. I'm a failure. I can't reach this goal. I can't maintain this goal. The reality of that situation, though, is that you've already proven to yourself that that is an attainable goal. And if it's attainable, it's also probably maintainable. But- When we start to experience the loss, which is a result of us slacking off, we attribute it to being a failure. And we get discouraged and we abandon things that we don't necessarily need to abandon. Not just being real about life. I mean, we're not all gonna be great at everything. You do have to train or apply effort to be good at certain things. And some people are just naturally gifted in certain areas. But those things that are attainable, that we have shown ourselves that we can reach, And then because of our own lack of continued effort, we fall off to label ourselves as failures because of that and to abandon the cause altogether. We're really just selling ourselves short. And it kind of poses the question, did you really want it or are you really willing to work for it? And so I'll leave that with you to decide. But the principle remains the same, that we have to continue to apply the effort that got us to a point if we want to maintain that point and again the absence of that effort doesn't mean you're a failure it just means that you stopped putting in effort along the same lines let's say you are a runner and your average pace is an eight minute mile and you have that goal to get to a six minute mile and you train and train and you try to get there and you try to get there and the best you can do is a 630 a 615 whatever it is but you didn't hit the mark of six minutes that you were looking for. Again, in that situation we've got the option of looking at it as I set this goal and I didn't make it, I'm such a failure, I suck at living, I suck at running, whatever, whatever route you choose to take. But if you look at that situation as it is, your pace was an 8.30 and now you're at a 6.15 or whatever that that new goal is. So granted you didn't hit the six minute mile mark, you still have made significant improvements in your ability to run and to maintain that pace. So again, that's one of those situations where just because you didn't hit the mark that you were looking for, it does not mean that you're a failure. You put in your best efforts and you gave it the best try that you could and you continued to improve the whole way. Maintain that discipline and take the lessons, take the gains, take the benefits to come with that. Don't throw the baby out with the bathwater. And this principle doesn't just apply to sports, to running or to whatever you may choose. It's something as simple as, hey, you know what? I don't read very often. I want to start reading a book and I'm going to read for 15 minutes a day, five days a week. And, you know, maybe you get into it and the first three days you're going strong and then you miss a day, you miss two days, you get back to it next week and you hit two days and then you miss a day and get the other two days in. Well, at the end of that two weeks, you're like, man, my goal was five days a week and that's 10 days. I only hit whatever. I didn't do the math on that, but we'll say it's seven. You only hit seven days. You can count that as being a failure because you didn't hit your 10 days. Or you can be like, man, I didn't make 10 days, but I got seven out of 10 days, which is significantly more than the zero days that I was reading prior to. So again, there's so much victory to be gained in that. And again, there's so many lessons that can be learned in that. Not only whatever lessons you can take from what you're reading, but you can look back at your schedule and be like, okay, this was my goal. And why didn't I hit what I wanted to? Was it because of my... Lack of effort was it because I didn't plan accordingly? Was it because I set too aggressive of a goal for where I started out? There's a million different things that you can look at that you can analyze and you can grow from. You can make progress from, and those things again they translate to all aspects of life. You start learning. Okay, my evenings are filling up like this. Well, other things that I want to do in the evening are make my food for the next day and make sure I get my laundry put away and. Whatever vacuum the floor, whatever it may be in your life Well, you can start looking at what which of those things are really priority and that all stemmed from setting a goal of trying to read a book for 15 minutes a night. So I guess the the whole point of all of this is just Failure is not the animal that we think it is. It's not this dark Demon hiding in the corner waiting to ruin our lives and bring us into depression and get us to put a gun to our head It's a tool it's something that everybody goes through. You may not be experiencing the same problems, failures, whatever you want to call them as other people, but I guarantee you all people are experiencing their own problems and their own failures. It's a natural part of life. And where it beats us is when we allow it to beat us. I like to say that everybody is going to fall down, everybody's going to stumble at some point, but it is 100% our choice when and how we get up. So the next time you run into a failure, you get to make that choice, whether you're going to stay down and take it as a loss or if you're going to choose to rise stronger from the lesson that it provides you. So that's going to be it for episode number two. Feel free to leave comments and uh, you can jump on Instagram and follow me at underscore the original Jonesy. I'd love to hear your feedback and see what you guys think or what you'd like to hear. Hope you folks have a great week and know that as you sit right here, right now, that you are enough. You have inherent value that cannot be taken from you. You are loved. You are appreciated. And no matter what you do, it will not take away from the amazing person that you are. That's all I got. Have a great week.